and welcome to the Fiorella Files. I'm your hostess, Fiorella Nash, sometimes known by my nom de plume, Fiorella de Maria. I'm a writer of crime fiction and historical novels, and an incorrigible bibliophile. It's wonderful to be making a programme on pretty much my favourite subject, books. On my show, I will be introducing you to books, classic and contemporary, that you must read, should enjoy reading, or should not touch with an 11-foot barge pole. This week, I'm doing my special edition children's book show involving younger reviewers talking about and sharing their favourite books. I have four possible reviewers this week. It depends how many of them choose to invade my show. It could be interesting. But I have a veritable smorgasbord of books to share with you today. Unusually for me, two of them are graphic novels. I used to be a bit sniffy about graphic novels. I gather they're much more common on the continent, on the European continent. Uh, I never remember them in Britain as a child particularly, except perhaps Asterix, and I never read them. But they have really taken off in Britain in recent years, and my children very much enjoy reading graphic novels, particularly the younger ones. So, first of all, I mentioned there was something exciting about the first book. It is, in fact, a series of books. It is Hergé's The Adventures of Tintin. Second, we have a very thought-provoking book from the US called Wonder, about a boy with a disability struggling to be accepted in mainstream school. And thirdly, a horror story from the early 80s, from my childhood, which I have inflicted upon my own children to see how they respond. So, starting with Tintin, before the children take over, a little bit of a contextual note about Hergé. Hergé obviously being a, a nom de plume. He was probably the most successful Belgian cartoonist of the 20th century, and the Tintin stories were some of the most successful and best-loved cartoon strips of the 20th century, certainly in Europe. Hergé himself had a life that was dogged by controversy. He had a pretty boring childhood by his own admission. It was lacklustre, not so happy, not so unhappy, just a bit run-of-the-mill. One wonders whether some of that creative energy sprung out of a desire to make life a little more extraordinary. But he did all the things that little boys do, scouting and all the sort of activities and movements that were popular at the time. He got his big break as a cartoonist with a Catholic newspaper. It was through that newspaper that Tintin first emerged. We have this Catholic newspaper to thank, probably, for the emergence of Tintin. One of the more disturbing details for me is that the editor of that paper was a very convinced fascist, and he allegedly had a signed photograph of Benito Mussolini in his office. Now, being Maltese by background, you cannot begin to appreciate how I feel about anybody having a signed photograph of the Duce on their wall. As a result, I do not like the sound of this man very much. I'm instinctively uncomfortable with this editor and everybody who was associated with him, but you can't blame a person for his employer, I suppose. What is more controversial and more troubling is that Hergé went on to 
continue to work with a Nazi-controlled newspaper during the Nazi occupation of Belgium. And I'm acutely aware that while thousands of Belgians were risking their lives and dying defying Nazism, someone like Hergé was, if not collaborating, then colluding with the Nazi leadership. In fairness to Hergé, he and his wife attempted to escape the Nazi occupation. At the beginning, they fled and were advised to return, and he did refuse to work for an overtly political Nazi newspaper. But he was named as a list of collaborators and traitors at the end of the war by the resistance, and the investigation into his wartime activities came to the conclusion that there should be...